everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journaling. And uh, here is today's topic, and this has been knocking around in my head. I've been asked this question a lot, and I wanted to talk about some nuances of the question. And the question is, why make a book? Why make a book? And I think that one of the things that I most commonly get asked is, what is a junk journal? And, uh, but then I think a lot of people get hooked on the word journal, thinking that a journal, meaning a writing journal, the journal has to conform to something that looks like a writing journal that we're all familiar with. And uh, that causes some head scratching. But I wanna expand the question a little bit uh, to get away from just what is a junk journal Um, but uh, expanded to why make a book and uh, I think you know as as you all have been coming on this journey we've been going through it together uh, making books making journals whatever you want to call them Um, aardvarks that's fine (laughs) Uh, but uh, and also all the fun little trinkets and embellishments and uh, whatnots that go into them all the old papers all the collectibles, all the poems and quotes and all these things. Why make a book? Why do it all in the first place? Is it truly about the Zen of the experience of just being with the papers and feeling the papers and experiencing the smells and the textures and the old world, new world contrast of the papers? Sure, why not? Those are fun things. Um, I, I say high five to all of those. Um, but I think it goes a little bit deeper in that um, than that. At least when I think about it down and deep, I really think that there's something meaningful about making a book. And it really doesn't matter what kind of a book. Uh, it could be a small, tiny book. It could be a big book. It could be a writing book. It could be a a journal, a classic journal style book. It could be a picture book. It could be an art book. It could be um, uh, like a look book, a coffee table book, a fire mantle book, fireplace mantle book. Um, There's something in, uh, there's inherent value around the concept of a book. Now, I have noticed that people can get quite a guttural reaction when they see me tearing up an old book and uh, but I don't seem to get the same guttural reaction when I'm tearing apart a magazine or um, you know some junk mail or something like that for some reason that printed paper doesn't have the inherent meaning that the book does and you might easily say well Pam the book is not, or the the junk mail or the magazine is not teaching you algebra. And, you know, if this book made it to some other country somewhere far away, some young child might be able to learn algebra and change the world. And while that is certainly true, um, I just, I I do often ponder that, like the, uh, the weight that we give something put in a cover that's bound for a certain purpose. um, And it's, it's almost like a feeling of a certain level of 
knowledge or wisdom is somehow bound into those papers and into the threads and into the cover that is different. It exists in a different stratosphere than just the magazine, the brochure, the junk mail, the individual paper with something written on it. But the book, I think, may harken back to what we remember or recall as, not remember or recall, they still exist, but uh, a lot of us experienced the quote-unquote library going up, uh, growing up, and when we were in school, there was often a library, a little school library, and often the teacher would assign us a little project, and we'd have to march our little bunnies down to the library, the school library. Maybe we were small. We were only in, like, we were maybe great. We were seven years old, eight years old, ten years old. And we had to go into that big room of books. And they seemed so big and so important to us and full of all this information that we could barely digest. I mean, we, we, we could barely form the words ourselves. And somehow we were to be cut loose into this giant arena of books and somehow we had to figure out how to work the Dewey Decimal System in order to find the book we were looking for. The cataloging and the organizing of it all still boggles my mind. I think that's why I picked up so many of those uh, library catalog cards um, because they remind me of going back to those tiny little drawers in the library trying to find a topic and uh, then trying to find the book and then trying to figure out the code on the book and where the shelf was and walking up and down those aisles and then, you know, basically passing out and the librarian would come along and look at me with these, you know, pathetic eyes. Um, excuse me, uh, you know, do you need a hand? And I, I would say, like, yes, yes, um, you know, whatever the topic was, uh, you know, balloons in Norway. I need, I need to write an essay on balloons in Norway, hot air balloons. And she's like, oh, no problem, right over here. And I'm, I'm thinking, how on earth... Did she know exactly where those books were? When I've been sitting here, you know, trying to use this Dewey Decimal System to find the book, um, but then when I saw her walk the walk, find the number of the book, find the row and the aisle and the section and the little point two five to find the exact section, and then you have to go and look to see Uh, Are there other books in that area? And it should be snuggled right in between this book and that book. And it's either there or it's not there. And if it's not there, then you're faced with you, you, somebody else got the book before you. I mean, disaster. Or um, you didn't navigate correctly to the book. And that's a double disaster because now you're back to ground zero and you don't know where to go from there. Um, So... There was this whole swoosh and this whole world around us, all about us when we were young, navigating our world through these little school libraries. And I'm pretty sure schools still have libraries today, but I'm sure they look very different and they're probably more um, internet-based and they have iPads and laptops and, and uh, you know, uh, electronic devices and screens and things to find information along with some hard books. And then they're the experience of us going to our community libraries and let's face it some moms use these places as drop-off babysitting points and there was nothing wrong with that what a great place to drop your kid off they could they could be dropped off there they were supposed to stay quiet and they could peruse around and, and learn about anything they wanted to learn about and how exciting was that? Your kid was in, uh, you know, good quality knowledge immersion while you went off and grocery shopped or something. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, uh, or you maybe went there for story time, you know, and some wonderful person was reading a story from one of those wonderful books, and they brought the story to life, and they animated it for you, and you saw characters come to life, and it made you feel certain feelings and emotions and and you went on the journey with that person and all the other little kidlets around you and it was a it was a grand experience or maybe later in life you had the experience of uh going to a book signing maybe at a bookstore maybe a book civilian or a um you know whatever all those other bookstores are barnes and noble bookstore uh well remember that when that would be an outing for the weekend we would go to the barnes and noble or something like that and just hang out and they would even put these chairs there uh nice comfy chairs for us to sit and read their books without buying them how nice was that and then we would buy their coffee and uh um so there was this whole mystique this whole genre this whole envelopment of the soul within a book that could happen and so i think maybe this all leads to why i'm 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 just speaking for myself but maybe this is why we enjoy making books because they're meaningful they're meaningful to us it doesn't it you know of course it matters what's in them but it doesn't matter um the topic or the subject or the style or the you know the intention it's the fact that it is housed in this special the cover the signatures the papers in this sort of you know taco sandwich looking thing it it that's a that's an anchor for us when we look at that or we hold that or we feel that in our hands that says meaningful and you know obviously you can take it in any direction you want at that point your book your book is your your story to create and uh thankfully there are no rules in the junk journal world and uh if the junk journal did uh was an evolutionary branch of the scrapbook which i i think it probably is um it can take on its own life its own new meaning and when i get asked uh i think that's really cool what you did with that old book there but but what it, what is the purpose of this and and why did you put so much stuff in it because i really can't see that it'd be that easy to write in and isn't it if it's a journal aren't you supposed to have a lot of writing space and i think sometimes we get caught up on the semantics of the word journal um and i i think if anything maybe collectively we're all giving birth to new meanings to the word journal well there's you know way before me there were art journals and uh of course there were writing journals um you know and then there's um you know collections of stories and and quotes and poems and and uh, all sorts of different things that can be encompassed in the the quote unquote journal world but um or you could read a journal that somebody has already filled sometimes we call them diaries or we call them journals i'm not quite sure what the difference is but um uh so the the journal could be well used when you come across it and i like in the junk journals uh that are often made of today um and i think this is how i stylize mine and and any you can make any style you want of course but i almost want mine to look as if it's a well stuffed journal that somebody's life has already been lived and they've just stuffed the bejeebers out of it to hold little, little mementos from their life and uh uh they're collecting little pieces as they go and they're tucking them in 
And the nice thing about journals is a lot of these pieces can be removed and then they can, uh, the, the new owner of the journal can put their own items in or they can just, you know, look through and it can be a stylized lookbook or an exploration book, something like that, to uh, encourage them and inspire them to maybe make a book, maybe write a story. Maybe there are enough writing places in that overloaded, overbloated book to actually capture some thoughts. Um, or maybe they will just grab some paper and create their own book. And I think that that part I find really intriguing. Um, you know, going through the process of making books, creating books, just doing whatever you're inspired to do at the moment and running with it and uh, like a little kid through the summer grass on a hot summer day and you're not quite sure where the property line ends, but you're just running full force forward. And um, um, that's a grand experience. It really is. It's a grand experience. It's uh, a fulfilling, wholehearted experience that we don't get to experience that often in regular adult life with all its responsibilities and seriousness and all the heavily weighted issues of the world bearing down upon us. Sometimes it's nice to have one little space where you can just run through the grass and do whatever you want in this space called a book. And um, as you create your books, you'll create them out of so many different things. You're gonna use paper, you're gonna use fabric, or I, you know, you may use these things. You might use paper, you might use fabric, you might use cereal box. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You might use file folders, you know, magazines, who knows what you're going to use, but... um Everything is on the table. Everything is a possibility for you to create your book and you can take it in any direction that you like. And you are free to use any colors that you want. You are free to use any textures or papers or wallpaper or lace or, or um, you know, colors that you are inspired to use. Uh, you can use all new elements. You can all, use all old elements. You can use blends of uh, new and old. You can use or you can explore all the beautiful blues there are to explore or pinks or purples or greens or a nice medley of all the colors together um, or you can explore black and white or neutrals or sepias or um, tans uh, you know it's there's just so many different ways to do it and um, um, that's the beauty of the exploration of the journey and so why make a book I think because it fills your soul somehow it's like leaving a little mark on the world um, that is in this form that feels meaningful. And it's almost like you create it and it's done and you cannot control anybody's experience of it. Um, the only thing you can experience about it is or, or feel is how you felt when you made it and you how you felt when you let it go or 
when you kept it and you wanted to keep it part of your universe and that's perfectly fine you don't have to give away books you don't have to gift them you don't have to sell them um, although you totally can but I understand sometimes it when you do put your heart and soul into a book it's hard to um, release the book to the universe because it does feel personal there's a lot of personal um, glue attached to it um, the emotion of the day, how you were feeling that day, what went into the book that day, well, uh, those seven pages that you worked on for those two weeks, they maybe carried the weight of uh, the world in them. In the next five pages, you were joyful and life was grand and that came out in the way you expressed yourself on the pages in your book. And um, in and of itself, it's a diary of your own experiences and, and uh, your journey. And uh, I understand completely that it's hard. It's hard to give away a book. It's hard to sell a book. It's, um, it's, it's, it's scary. The, uh, like, is, the, is the other person going to like it? I think that's the biggest fear. Is the person going to understand it? Is the person going to you know, care to show it to anyone? Are they going to gift it to someone else? I mean, it's, um, it's a whole whirlwind of thoughts and feelings when you, when you make a book. So why make a book? Um, you know, maybe the simple answer is, uh, I've just got some paper I need to use up and I thought that would be a fun craft to do. And that's a perfectly valid, honorable reason to make a book. Uh, how about I've never made a book before and I want to see what the experience is like. You know, let me make a book and, and see if I like this. And, and if I really like it, I'll make more books because you know what? Um, I'll find a way to create more supplies. And uh, I'm very good at that. <laughs> and um, I'll just make more books. Oh, and then once I've made one book, gee, I, I'll call this my book for myself. But then, gee, I, may, I might like to make one for my sister or my mother or my kids or my grandkids. And next thing you know, you might be making a lot of books. I I. Trust me, it happens. <laughs> and uh, I think it's a good journey. I think it's a good journey of your own evolution. And, um, you know, if, if, if it rings true for you as well that you're making something that's meaningful, and then that's a good thing. It, expect to have self-judgment. Expect to say, oh, I, I don't like the way that turned out, or this isn't good enough, or that's, you know, ugly, you know, you, you're, that's going to be a natural process as you go through. But then as you, you do more and more books, you're going to be, you're going to elevate yourself to a different level of understanding of your own personal journey. As you create books, you're going to understand when things get overwhelming, it's okay to get up and walk away and come back another day and look at it again with new eyes, because things do look differently on different days with actually the same eyes. Um, but, uh, maybe the light is different. Maybe your mood is different. Maybe you had a full belly versus an empty belly. Maybe you're coming back with a head full of possibilities as opposed to the closed door mindedness of the other day. I mean, there's just so many different things that can happen with the same book, the same papers, the same, um, feelings about creating that book. Why make a book? The answers to that are endless. They're sheerly endless and they're all good. And the world is a better place with another book in it. And although it's very true, we may destroy a few books along the way to make the new book. In some way, shape or form, the old books are being honored through the new book. And remember a lot of those old books 
would never be looked at again or they were headed for the trash pile or they would have been shoved on a shelf and uh, nobody would ever look at them but this new book this new book has a has i would say percentage wise has a greater chance of being explored being looked at being uh, reviewed being handheld um, being shared um, somebody, you know, will curl up in bed one night and just devour the book and, and go through it page by page and look, look for all its uh, beauty, look at all its beauty and look for all its little secrets and hidden, hidden secrets and hidden treasures inside. And uh, uh, to me, that breathes new life into the old books. It gives them a second chance, um, almost a Lazarus effect. They're coming back. One more go round. Uh, this is what we got, and sometimes their papers are brittle, and they're falling apart in your hands, but you somehow find a way to glue them onto some cardstock or make a journal card out of them or another little booklet or something like that, and uh, all of a sudden, somebody else who would have never read the passage that you put on that card is now reading something from a long time ago, and I'll bet they're, you know, being put into a new place in their mind, too, just by looking at something old with those new eyes and uh, getting to see things a different way. So hoping you enjoyed this uh, journey on this little topic about why make a book. It was fun to talk about with you. I always, always truly appreciate that you spend time with me and we hang out together talking about junk journals and, um, you know, everything junk journal related here. If you are interested in uh, checking me out on YouTube, I am at uh, the Paper Outpost on YouTube, which is probably how you found this podcast. But also, if you're interested in vintage uh, digital kits, I have some in my Etsy shop. Please uh, sign up for my monthly emailed newsletter. You're going to get some junk journal tips along with a vintage um, digital image emailed to you. It's Everything is free for that. You can just... Um, uh, sign up for it and then once a month it'll come to your email and uh, you'll also get a note from the bookmaker link as well as a, a list of junk journal supplies to keep your eyes open for as you travel your world and you explore and you find new things to add to your little collection like a little hermit crab you're collecting little bits of shells and pieces and then you're just going to create your own little world it's going to be awesome so have fun out there and um uh, you can find me on Instagram, Pinterest, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and join our Facebook group. We're doing weekly and monthly challenges out there. It's a lot of fun. And would love to see you come along. People are so friendly and so helpful. And you can just lurk if you like. You don't have to do any of the challenges. You can just uh, kind of watch and see what others are making because they're making some amazing things. Or people are just learning and they're and they're so proud to show what they made. Look, 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 I just made this or I just made that. And it's it's, you know what? It's so wonderful because they really do put their own personal touch on things and it's they give me so ideas. I, I look at um, their posts and I think, oh my God, I would have never thought to do that in a hundred million zillion years. And look what they did. That is so creative and so amazing. So uh, come on over and take a peek. I invite you to check that out. And I will be back Tuesdays and Thursdays for my podcast. And then videos are Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays at 7 a.m. Eastern time. And uh, every once in a while, I'll pop up a journal for sale or something for sale. Um, in addition to the vintage digital kits on my Etsy shop, and um, so just keep, uh, you know, come on over and check it out every once in a while. You may get lucky and you may stumble across something that you might be interested in. So I hope you're all having a fabulous day. Big hugs to all of you. Uh, remember that fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon, everybody. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.